Welcome to the Disrupt Now podcast, episode number two. The Disrupt Now podcast, created by Natalie Viglione, entrepreneur and founder of Team Goo. It's designed to help people break down the walls around them, construct the ultimate vision of their lives, and provides the tools, tips, and techniques to disrupt their status quo. We shine a light on the good, the bad, and the ugly to help build the roadmap to your dreams. We talk with today's most effective disruptors in every area from art and design to technology and finance and even health and well-being. Our guests bring topics to light that help others to shake themselves free and can give them a whole new outlook on life. Welcome to the Disrupt Now podcast. Today we have a fantastic guest, Dawn Copeland. She's the founder of the Feminine Evolution Process that is focused on women entrepreneurs to help them embrace their greatness and become sought-after visionaries who helm thriving, profit-rich businesses. She teaches a new way for high-impact entrepreneurs to cultivate a dynamic inner presence and to step into the energetic body of leadership and expansion. She she specializes in providing in-depth marketing and sales training and has led workshops and retreats at the Omega Institute to women in Botswana, Africa, and so much more. And we will dive into all of this today. Welcome, Dawn. We are so excited to have you on the Disrupt Now podcast. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. We will get into a lot of little subjects here over the next uh, roughly half hour or so. But, you know, this podcast is all about disrupting people's status quo and really helping them evolve to the next level. And clearly, that's what you're all about. So this is so perfect. <laughs> it Love is. it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so let's let's kind of dive into status quo a little bit. Um, given you're teaching women entrepreneurs to really disrupt how they evolve and how they grow within their businesses, which as a woman entrepreneur <laughs> myself, we know that there's so many ups and downs, roller coasters, rides of emotions and Oh my gosh, there's so many things. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so what what is, what do you think, you know, just thinking of all the different women that you've met and, and people really in general, what do you think or what do you see even as the main reason that women get stuck? And, and what do you really help them do to kind of break through that that barrier, whatever it may be? Yeah, so... I do truly consider myself a disruptor in terms of going in to work with a woman and both into her business and in herself to disrupt like old patterns, old beliefs, ways of operating in your business that are truly outdated. And I actually find, you know, when you talk about status quo, I actually think this is where business is being innovated by women. And I think the way that women are doing business is different. And I think we bring a a really fresh way of 
cultivating relationships of not being in competition but in collaboration and a sense of how do we create win-wins with each other. And so Mm -hmm. for me, when I think about, you know, when someone is really stuck in that status quo or they're just stuck, often I Mm -hmm. feel like they're, besides the internal work, I feel in their businesses they're doing things in a much more male-centric way that they've just been Mm. taught to do. Right. Right. Let's let's hone in on that really quickly because I think that's super important to mention and so glad you said that because I know even from my own personal experience in the corporate world for majority of my career until I decided, uh-uh, I'm out. <laughs> um, You're like, no more. <laughs> no more. Um, I really tried to be one of the dudes. Like, in all ways, you know, sure, let's go to a strip club at, you know, and have our business meeting. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, like in every, every piece of the business aspect, I was just like, fine, I'll just do what everybody else is doing. Because if I tried to forge my own way, I felt awkward and honestly felt like no one would accept me as a woman owning that same kind of power. Well, and in truth, they may not have in corporate America, depending on the type of corporation that you were in, because, you know, I don't find that as a whole corporations, I mean, they're, they were founded by men, they're run by men. And of course, that doesn't mean right. we love men, right? Like men are awesome, of course. but they have their own way of doing things that doesn't take into account what women can bring to the table. And I feel like now is the time that men really need to be listening to women and learning from us. I feel like we as women have listened and learned so many, like, really amazing things from men. And now I feel like, you know, the phrase that's everywhere, the future is female. But it is. But it is. Right. And this is our time for, like, women to really step up, have a voice. And that means, you know, how do women do that in corporate America? Why are so many women leaving corporate America and owning their own businesses? Because we want to do it differently. And women are the strongest. I don't remember the percent off the top of my head right now, but there are more women opening entrepreneurial businesses than men at this point. Yes. I saw that that, uh, stat not long ago and thought, finally. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Finally. We are bullied. Yes. It's our time. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. So where did this all come from for you? And this is a loaded question, I know. We can take (laughs) it in bits and pieces. But the feminine evolution process and that that entire design program that you've developed and what you teach and what you build from, um, I mean, how did this all come to be and what kind of brought you to this place today? You know, it's interesting. I, I find my path into what I do today twofold. So in one path has been my own spiritual evolution, and I came to realize Probably when I was like 18 or 19 that 
for me, for true equality, that true equality for women would not happen until we can also name a feminine face of God. And Mm -hmm. so something about reclaiming the feminine in a spiritual way has been important to my own personal journey. And Mm -hmm. then I come from a, um, I was a professional actor, director um, for many, many years. And that's what Mm -hmm. both of my degrees and master's degrees are in. And I realized um, New York, I loved being an actor and director in New York, and it, but it didn't fulfill me, and I knew that something was missing. Mm-hmm. And I started doing, um, like, women ritual circles and workshops with a friend of mine, and that very quickly read... Uh, led into having a business, like a personal development business. And Mm -hmm. then I realized that for me to be successful, I had to go learn both the inner inner skills to being successful, and I needed the business skills to be successful. And Mm -hmm. that transformed everything for me when I realized that I needed both, and I needed them in the same place. Right. So that's what we do in our work. And while my work is not is not quote unquote like spiritual, there is without a doubt a a, a realm of the personal a connection to yourself and how important that is to uh, your development. Right. And what do you think has been uh, you know, I mean, again, probably a loaded question. <laughs> um, it's always always hard to really, like, what do you think was that moment inside of you? Um, like, do you remember where you were? Do you remember where that transformation really happened? Because, you know, a big thing that I think is really interesting to understand for a lot of people, you know, that are disruptors, what makes you a disruptor? Like, where did that moment come where you're like, that's it? That is it. And you just were like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> Which, you know, <laughs> not a lot of people have that. That's So I think yeah. that's a little, like, piece of insight that I'm trying to really hone on on to see how everyone differently does that but ultimately leads to major disruptions, you know, in creating these amazing things to help people. You know, and my answer actually starts back when I was four. And from the time I was just very little, I knew that I had something really important to say and to do. And for the long time, I thought that was in theater because I greatly could impact an audience, make an audience feel. They could leave um, having... Uh, you know, if we did our job well, being changed. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of disruptors, one of the things that I think about is often they're women who have had um, known for a while and from very young that they had something important to say. They mm-hmm. have had multiple types of careers, often in, um, you know, 
arts, sometimes they end up in corporate, like in communications, and mm -hmm. that often they've had some personal um, crises that has really, uh, uh, what would I say, that has spurned them on to mm -hmm. be even more bold. Yes. And so for me, it's been like this has been a lifelong real, you know, coming aware of in pretty much a lot of different facets of my life. I disrupt, often not meaning to, but just do by <laughs> not the nature of who I am. Oops. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Oops. <laughs> you know, that I can disrupt things that I'm um, inside of. And I would think mm -hmm. when it comes for me and just business, I would say um, that just a defining moment was I had gone back and was a college professor, and mm -hmm. a class had just let out, and I literally had that classic uh, you know, thought in my brain of what the hell am I doing here? This is not my <laughs> life. This cannot be my life. Please go change your life immediately. And mm -hmm. so within like, that was my last uh, semester that I actually taught. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it literally was a moment of stopping in your tracks going, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I realized I'd been on the right track, and then I got off the track because of just mm. things in my personal life, and then had mm. that waking up moment of, um, yeah, this is not your life. Go find your life. <laughs> right. Right. Go get it back. Um, go get it. <laughs> right. So what did you, um, you know, what were some some big triumphs that, you know, once you made that decision, you know, that next level, what did you start doing to kind of go in that direction? Because I think that's really helpful, too, for a lot of people to understand, you know, it can seem so daunting and overwhelming and all those things. Like when you finally realize, okay, course correct, happens, yeah. please now. And I got to do it. Otherwise, you know, the the, the other road can lead to, you know, disruption, but maybe not in the way, in a good way, in a good, yeah. good light way. <laughs> I mean, um, I have to say the, the best thing I did was I literally put myself in a room of entrepreneurs in a year program where because mm. I was still kind of uh, untangling some of my personal life that I spent that first year not really even doing anything to grow my business, but sitting mm -hmm. in that room of entrepreneurs um, and women who were, like, on it um, really opened up for me my desires again. And so that after that year, <laughs> which sounds like a long mm -hmm. time, but sometimes can go very quickly, um, yeah. After that year, then I decided, then I was kind of ready to be visible again. And, I mean, I was very, 
it's that blend of I want to say I was very lucky, but I also trained like really hard and I prepared and I studied and I did the things that I needed to do so that when I launched uh, my business, like I had a full practice in five weeks and mm. I reached six figures when in 18 months mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. had multi six figures at year three. And so Beautiful. those kinds Thank you. I'm like, woo, that was tiring. But like those results came from, right, being willing to do the inner work and being willing mm-hmm. to invest to learn what I didn't know. Right. Right. So that personal development track just as important as a business track in whatever capacity. Yeah. That means. Absolutely. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Especially if you're not getting what you want. Yes, exactly. Because, you know, I think, and you probably share this experience being, um, you know, that hybrid almost of business and and life. Um, They're so interconnected. I mean, I think that's something that women do more easily. Like there isn't a business front and then a personal front. Because if those aren't in sync, then everything is out of whack. Do you find that the case too and kind of a major play in that in that development process overall? Yeah, hands down. And I think it's something that one just business in general, but women as well. Um, you know, basically we are a business at this point. Like mm-hmm. people are branded under our own names, not, you know, an entity anymore. And it really right. is that our you know, message and the work that we are here to do without that personal alignment, especially with women. Like I find women, I I have such great curiosity with women who um, want great visibility that often there's a safety component of, well, how can I be safe and be like have massive visibility? And mm-hmm. so I think visibility, women, like that just starts to activate even more of the inner work. And I think that's such a, a classic example of um, how personal uh, work can really change the trajectory of your business. Right, right. Well, what are some big things, I mean, with, the feminine evolution process and and all of the workshops and things that you're doing today, you know, what are some things that you're wishing to disrupt, you know, even in your own next evolution of whatever it might be, maybe it's personal and or business? So what are, I'm not sure that I completely heard the question. What are my oh, next sorry. evolution? Yeah, your next disruption points, I guess, in in your process and as you grow and as you're doing different things year after year. Yeah, love that. So for me, I feel <laughs> like it's the same um, path, but allowing it to be bigger and mm-hmm. really coming forward of how I feel women now more than ever must take the lead. So the more Mm -hmm. uh, communities 
uh, I can go in and personally bring this love of disruption to the more women that I can support and help facilitate their disruption into the world. Um, for me, though, like that's my mission of mm -hmm. how do I allow, allow myself to be larger and then how do I continue to support just these phenomenal women who are doing, uh, you know, their own version of disruption? Yes. Yes. And, geez, this is, you know, I think that's also a really unique point, too, is everyone has their own unique version of disrupting not only, you know, their own lives, but even, you know, your path and where you're at and what that that process is bringing to people in general, but, you know, of course, women um, mostly. That's, that's, I think, the, the really important factoid to kind of focus on is it, it's like not, not copying others, but ensuring that you're so unique to your own process and your own, what you bring to the table, because it's different yeah. for everybody. Yeah, and that's where, you know, for me, it's sometimes even the word, some, you know, three people can say the exact same sentence, but have three very different audiences and three different tones and embodiment of that same sentence. And so yes. for me, like that unique factor is really about a deeper ownership of who you are, what your gifts are, and then kind of that um, uh, almost like flair of disruption of, you know, how mm -hmm. does that, that type of energy come through you? And I right. think, you know, that, that energetic piece of how you embody your work is perhaps, you know, one of the biggest, like, disruptor um, yes. uh, ways to master disruption. Right. And to really feel that and own it, because I think, you know, as we talked about in the beginning, it's, you know, so easy to just get kind of brought through things rather than feeling and owning things. Yeah. As in, you know, doing your business in a quote-unquote male point of view um, and or, you know, somebody else's point of view and not your own. So yeah, I love that. I, I think that's huge. Yeah, and I think that's where oftentimes it's like finding the right rhythm of doing something because sometimes you need to slow down mm -hmm. enough to hear yourself before you race into the world with, like, the step-by-step -step processes that, you know, people will teach you how to do, but to not right. skip over that piece of hearing from yourself um, and giving yourself, like, that, that, like, pause where you can hear yourself and then be in action, I think mm -hmm. is really important and finding that balance of the inner listening coupled with the outer action yes. that you need both and to yeah totally self-aware 
completely, one hundred percent. Which is hard. <laughs> like, oh yeah. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and painful maybe sometimes. And you know, that's the thing. It's like I think people think, you know, getting to certain points, it's like this it just happened, the process. It's like, oh no. No, no, no. <laughs> it doesn't Yeah. No. <laughs> There's a process no. and that process <laughs> is not pretty sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. So being and okay it, with being messy. <laughs> with being messy. And I think, you know, that's one of the ways disruptors can also, uh, like a real disruptor is also going to be, um, they're going to persevere, but they're going to persist. And mm-hmm. they're going to be tenacious about what they want. Right. Right. Very clear. As well. Yeah, because it can take so much longer than you think it can. And then, mm-hmm. of course, at times it can go so much faster than you think it can. Right. Like you, I think it's interesting, you know, as you grew your business, you know, and it hit that three-year mark, you know, and then it started just rolling. You know, the interesting process around that is like, you know, when you're initially in a startup and it's like the first year, maybe a year and a half, and you're like, oh, you know, you start running faster down the hill and you can feel it. You feel that momentum, you know, and it's just like making sure you're catching all the things as you start to run faster and faster towards, you know, those bigger and bigger, not only revenue goals, but, you know, just business goals and life goals in general. Which is absolutely, you know. and well, you know, in every stage of business, you really have to become a different type of business owner. So, right. you know, what you need as a startup is those skills from you are very different than what you need to go from like fifty thousand to two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you want to go from you know mid six figures to seven figures. That, you know, and that's the part that I currently am having to learn how, you know, to build the seven-figure business. I Mm -hmm. personally have to be a a totally different business owner, and I have to um, really trust my team in a way mm-hmm. that when I have, you know, had a $150,000 business, I didn't, I could oversee more and I could mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. some control over it a little bit. And now yeah. I'm really having to learn um, the skill of management and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, really having to learn that skill of right. how to manage that, versus run a team. Right, right. I can right. run Which a team for days. process. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. But to like manage and give responsibility to and you know, only get updates for what's going on in a certain area of my business, that is my growth edge right now that I am mm-hmm. I'm patiently waiting for that to evolve more fully in myself. <laughs> right. Right. And see, that's the thing. There's always something to learn. Like, there's never, I don't think, and as there shouldn't be, right, a moment where we wake up and say, oh, I'm perfect. Everything's perfect. I don't have to do anything else. It's done. (laughs) Yeah, no, afraid not. No. No. (laughs) Or at least not in my life. 
I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't want it to be that way, even if it could be. But yeah, exactly. no, it's like the next yeah. learning and, you know, the next yeah. like arm of business that I want to grow, the next arm in my family that we want to grow. Right. Yeah. It exactly. is life. Yeah. It is the I full life. I think that's a disruptor's job, too, uh, mm. is to make sure we're making people aware of, like, you know what? it's okay to never be done. Like, just to keep evolving, keep changing, keep growing, keep going, you know, because as soon as it's so, you know, it's it's that whole is status quo just a point where you're just comfortable and for settling. So it's yeah. understanding all of those little nuances, which are really intriguing. Um, <laughs> I love that. No, I love yeah. that. It's so important. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And, you know, and as you grow, I mean, it's amazing. So congratulations on all the things that, you know, you've brought into people's lives. And, you know, um, I know this is a really tough question, but, you know, it's kind of interesting to think about. But um, for those women listening that um, really, really want to disrupt their lives in big ways, you know, and from your work and from your belief system and kind of your ethos, what do you think some of the biggest things to remember are? I mean, what would you put at the top of the priority list as point one and two, do you think? Yeah, point one, you can never do this alone, whether that means yes. having coaches, team members, uh, you know, sister support type structures. You yes. cannot do this alone, and please don't attempt it because it's painful. And it shouldn't be painful. It just should yeah, not be painful. I love that. No, right. Yeah. <laughs> agreed, agreed. <laughs> and two, I would say that um, really owning who you are and finding how to deliver that through your work um, yes. is the key. Yes. And that it's not about you becoming someone else. It's about turning up the volume of who you already are and learning how to maneuver that into certain, like, business practices. But it's always about, like, who you are. Yes, I love that. I love that. Turning up the volume on who you are. That's awesome. That's a great tagline. <laughs> I love it. I will be writing that down. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yes, typing it now. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yes. But that those that's such great advice, both of those things, because, again, I think those are the biggest, they are big lessons, really big lessons, especially the second one, for me even, from a personal standpoint, and remembering, just be you. Just be you. <laughs> and fighting with myself sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because the truth is, like, you are enough. Right. And sometimes we don't think that we are, but we are. Right. Exactly. We are enough. Exactly. Especially women, right? I mean, we just yep. keep hitting that barrier all the time, I think, which is super easy to get lost in that little black hole once you go down that path, which is you know, unfortunate, yeah. but a reality. <laughs> so, well, I, and love I also that. think it's 
like how do you use when you go down that hole? Because I'm a big believer in like shadow and not going down that hole mm-hmm. when you're being guided and helped down that hole, not just stuck in the hole. But when you can really use going down that hole is where you can really reclaim um, some of your greatest power. Yes, yes. I love that. It's almost like in some of that darkness, it's that light. Yeah, absolutely. Even in that, yeah, I love that too because it's true, very true. Um, Well, what – so what's your – do you have some big events happening coming up that, you know, you want to share and, um, you know, probably the best way people can reach out to you and check out your work and, you know, find all the things that are moving and shaking on your side. I'd love to have that shared so people, um, you know, can know more and, and hopefully attend some of your next um, events and things. Yeah, absolutely. So you can always find out, um, what we're up to at dawncopeland.com. And um, we would love to have you So at any of our events. We do a one-day what's called the Sacred Art of Sales, which is a really feminine approach to uh, sales. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and the next one is June 3rd uh, in New York City. And um, we also have a great uh, Facebook group that has just started that is Disruptors for Good that we would love to have uh, anyone join. Uh, Yes, it's our new hashtag that we uh, started a couple months ago. Hashtag Disruptors for Good. (laughs) Oh, love it. (laughs) So that's a great place to also uh, come, be in community, and, you know, be with other disruptors as well. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Dawn, um, for being on the podcast and for giving us and offering your insight because it's so valuable and very much look forward to coming to your next event. The first one actually was Sacred Art of Sales, I do believe. And uh, me and my team will have to come and and see you again. We would love that. That would be great. And thank you so much for the work that you do. Like it matters so much. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. I love it. I love women tribes. It's it's yeah. my new <laughs> focus of awesome. <laughs> well, thank All you, right. Dawn. Thank and you. we'll look forward to having you back. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye. You Bye. <laughs> thank you so much for being a guest. And thank you to the Disrupt Now podcast community. To connect with today's guest and every other guest that we have on our show, there are two places that we keep not only all of the episodes, but the information and bio of each of our amazing guests and their contact information. The DisruptNowProgram.com site has all of the podcast link, as well as TeamGoo.com forward slash episodes. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the Disrupt Now podcast.